And we are back, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, oh, also, we forgot to do one announcement. Uh, our good friend Swiss Dave is still feeling a little under the weather, so he won't, won't be joining us tonight. Uh, but uh, send him lots and of love and prayers and all of the things that you do for someone that's dying. Um, hey, that's oh not true. That's not, <laughs> no, I mean, that's dying not with, real. like, sickness. Like, not, not, he's not actually dying. No. Hold on. Yeah. Let me fine, guys. Let me restart. Oh no, my hold God. on. I'll restart. Jesus it's fine. It's fine. We'll God. Hello, you beautiful Rip. internet. No, I'm not going to do that. I don't <laughs> <remember>. so. <laughs> oh my gosh. So. I'm checking the music. It seems to be working. Yeah, I hear it. Okay, good. Okay. When we last left our heroes... Having completed the task of the moral speeches to raise the morals of those of the people of Trellis, the party made their way back to the mansion now occupied by the refugees of Boku, more specifically that which is inhabited now by Lady Vander and her number two sidekick, Betsa. Upon returning, the party needed to prepare for the night's festivities, a massive feast with a special guest as the main chef. Spending some time with Betsev, the party found themselves in a small room, trying on various wardrobes, and of course, done by magic. All were suited in the most fine attire. Some wearing beautiful cloaks and robes, others really wanting to be a pirate. And all but one was dressed by magic that evening, save for Alara, who seems to have been embraced by Lady Vander, offering to give her one of her own outfits. Not something easily done by a countess of that magnitude. As the evening rolled around, the party made their way to the feast, this time without Alara. As they sat and drank for quite some time, other patrons began entering into the festivity hall now gathering around a table, a large horseshoe-like table. The bards began to play and the lights began to dim. And as the host of honor arrived, so did the guest of honor, the lovely Lady Vander and Alara. Alara now wearing a stunning ball gown that made for a princess. As the party made their way over to the table, Alara in tow, they learned of who the secret guest chef was. None other than Shanks, the purveyor of midnight meats. 
as the festivities kicked off and food now being plated. The party spent some time reminiscing on the wonderful and terrifying and exciting experiences they've had thus far. And as the dining came to the came to a close, it was now officially time to party. Lucy and Alara being drawn out onto the dance floor, with a few of their companions in tow. All but the feisty, ever prankster, Eli the Viper. Donning his invisibility cloak, he snuck out onto the dance floor, directly in the center where all eyes were now on the lovely Alara and Lucy. It was there, on that fateful night, that Eli finally set forth his wrath. The legendary Fartnado. <laughs> As the Fartnado kicked up, Jesus, Jess. <laughs> I still can't believe this happened. I can't either. <laughs> Sorry, I'll mute. I'm done. As the fartnado began to whirl around the feast hall, many of the patrons now rushing out for their lives. It was only Lucy who was willing and able to enter into the foray, finally taming the beast that was the fartnado. And as the party and the townspeople stood outside as the mansion itself blew, almost blew away. <laughs> Jesus, I can't believe this is my party. They stood and watched as the travesty of the fart fartnado dissipated. And so, our story unfortunately continues. <laughs> now, now, now out in the night air. Looking around to some of the other community members, some still heaving heavily from the smell. Lady Vander looked back towards the group with a cautious eye. As she raises her hands in front of all, many apologies to our guests this evening. Obviously, there was some issues that still need to be sorted. Most likely, a leftover spell from one of the merchant barons. We always assumed that the mansions could be trapped. However, we never thought in this way, shape, or form. My apologies to all once again, but this is where we must conclude the evening. Thank you all for joining us. And I've been reminded by our good friend Birdie that all should be wake close to the crack of dawn as we will be making our way towards the discarded lands 
Get some good rest tonight, ladies and gentlemen. We've got an early start tomorrow. Many of the patrons now leaving with odd looks on their faces. Some still a little green. As it comes down to the party remaining, as well as the Council of Trellis. Bobakis now extremely drunk walks over to you all. Well, I bet that wasn't as bad as the wheat flowers that I asked you to get for the Remembrance Brew. Hmm. You're probably right. Those smell really, really bad. Pretty close. Didn't, like, well, that is destructive. Yeah. Aye. That poor lady's baby. I hope she found it. I did see a baby floating off into the distance. I don't know if it was a doll or a real person or not. I hope there wasn't any casualties. Yes. <laughs> he reaches into his vests, pulling out a flask and taking a, a large swig. Well, whether it be doll or baby, let it carry on. The winds. Of what... What would you call that? Oh, that was, uh, the stinky spin, I believe is what they called that one. Aye. The stinking spin. Poor baby. As he takes another swig. <laughs> Lady Vander now approaching you, her face going a little bit red, her arms crossed. And I'm sure... None of you had anything to do with this. It wasn't me. I just look over at Alara. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know me. that. Yeah, that's not... That doesn't come from a body. There's no way. I hope not. I haven't experienced anything like that from, uh, you know, my recent endeavor into eating. My nose is clean as well. It's true. Mine isn't anymore. <laughs> yeah, also true. <laughs> oh, you said it was one of the Merchant Baron's stuff. Yes, well, we've looked high and low within the mansions. There are no traps. This was a malicious act by someone. Someone cruel. Well, what do you think they were trying to get out of it, though? I mean, Lucy was able to stop it pretty easily. It wasn't one of your sneezes, Lucy? Alara was right there with me. Mm-hmm. It smelled really bad. <laughs> but no, you didn't sneeze. You didn't sneeze. And I was enjoying my time with Birdie. So did not want to interrupt that. Well, we know I was you. just stepping onto the dance floor. Oh. Well, do you want us to find find whoever's responsible for this? If we had time, then perhaps. Hmm. But if we embark in the morning, best to rather get some rest. 
Bigger fish to fry, I suppose. Yes, well, hopefully the fish doesn't smell as bad. I don't think they will. (laughs) Maybe we can just chalk this up for the townsfolks to learn to expect the unexpected. Use it as a learning experience. Very wise, Favo. A good mindset. Well, I'm in terrible need of a bath now. Betsa! You watch as the small druid woman comes running over to her side. Aimum! I don't believe we'll be staying here this evening. Perhaps we can move our people over to one of the other mansions. Aimum! Well, if there's nothing more, I will see you all in the morning. Lest you all get some rest. And perhaps clean up a little bit. Have a good night. Have a good night. Lady Vander turns and leaves and starts walking over to the next door compound. Well, that was gross. Yeah. Yeah. Sure was. So which one of you did it? Which one of us? It wasn't me. Who? It it wouldn't make sense for it to be one of us. We wouldn't spoil one of our last dinners, you know? Yeah, it's our last chance enjoy each other's company and celebrate and it seems uh kind of rude to just ruin that yeah well i did see most of you on the dance floor save for one and he looks towards eli i'm sitting with my folks didn't have anybody to dance with to be fair he can be hard to spot sometimes Get real, like, go ahead and make a deception check with advantage. <laughs> Fifteen. Bobakis, I'm going to use uh, I'm going to use two sorcery points to use Ben Luck and do a negative D four to her roll. <laughs> um, eleven. <laughs> oh wow, that was a fail. <laughs> Bobicus leans over top of you and gives a long sniff. Aye. Well then why do you smell worse than everyone else here? It smells the same to me. We all stink. Can I redeem one of my um my change of fate cards. <laughs> you absolutely okay. can. Go ahead and roll right. an insight check for me. He thought he would get away with it. 19, 20, I can't that one of you guys have no. not taken that away from her yet. Come on, chat. Let's go. <laughs> what are you doing? Wake up. Say <laughs> uh, 22. 22. Eli, what are you thinking in this moment? (laughs) 
Uh, in that exact moment, he was actually thinking that he would smell exactly as bad as Alara and Lucy, because they were all right there. And? That's what I was thinking at that moment. <laughs> Sounds like an answer I'd give. <laughs> I know. <laughs> thinking that he would. Wow. I don't know. Well, Alara, you would know that Eli was now very close to the scene. Eli? Yeah. Did you... Did did you do something like that? Because... How could I do something like that? I don't... I don't know. I don't have the capacity. I'm completely non-magical. Yeah, but what did you eat from Shanks? (laughs) Give me a break. Those those pterodactyl wings looked a little iffy. I think I had some of those, but I didn't feel anything. I think I would know if that came out of me. You sure you weren't a little sour about the sailor outfit? Why do you think I wasn't on the dance floor? The sailor outfit. <clears throat> I think Eli Eli's outfit looks great. Thanks, Alara. You don't like I your appreciate outfit? That. Is Betsa gone? Because <laughs> no, I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, does it really matter at this point? We should be focused um, on what's coming up tomorrow. That's true. Suppose you're right. Oh, you're the bird man has I, a point. I need another bath. Yeah. I think I puked too, so I'm guessing that there's puke all over me. Yeah, <laughs> we all puked. <laughs> you look like a drunken sailor now. <laughs> puke all over you. <clears throat> all right, well, Sengorn. I'd say I need a shoulder to cry on, but I was wondering if... Uh, Say no more, Barbacus. You come back with me. I got something special for us. As he begins to peel one of his (laughs) mushrooms off his shoulder. Barbacus' eyes light up as he places it in and shoves it into his mouth. You watch as his pupils now begin to get very, very large all of a sudden. Well, Sangorn, my friend... I think we have quite the night ahead of us, then. Oh, here in Trellis and finding the women. (laughs) Why is the world just so much spinning? I know that song. And then we keep on tripping. As the two now begin to walk on down the lane, singing loudly to one another. They're going to be late tomorrow. (laughs) <laughs> Probably. Or first. <laughs> the last remaining individual from the council, Birdie, approaches you. Before you all leave, well, we all leave. I'm very glad to have you all back. Even if it is for a short time, you've brought some 
Joy back to the people. Glad to be back. Hey, Alara, did you tell uh, Birdie about Gray? I know we told Quinn. Um. About Gray? Um, no. Um. So I. I scried. I scried on Gray. Um. And we have a slight problem. Um. Gray. Gray was taken captive by um, Resilient, or I guess you may know him as Solus. Um, and now Gray is free, um, but Gray doesn't have his memory anymore. He didn't even know who I was. And when I spoke with him, um, he or when I saw him, he was flying on a bronze dragon over all of the undead that we were worried about. So... It doesn't look very good. You may have been turned to the other side. I don't know. Bertie turns from you, looking out to the night sky. Another one of us lost to the evils. She turns back. Has anyone been in touch with Quinn? Yeah, I um, talked to Quinn. She's not one for words, really. She just asked me where, which I had already told her in the other message. So it was kind of a waste. But I told her again to meet us at the monastery. But I don't know if she's going to do that or not. She knows where they're headed. Yeah. She might go straight there. Yes, you Absolutely right. That's where she would go. Well. That's not ideal, though. She'll end up there by herself. We could have really used her. Quinn's always been known for her timing. And she's also fully capable of taking care of herself. We've all been in rough situations before together. But there was a special bond between Quinn and Gray at one point. I'm sure while some things change, others don't. Hope you're right. Yeah. Well, I guess we'll just have to see on the battlefield then, won't we? Yeah, most likely. In that case, I bid you farewell for the evening. And we'll see you all at the docks tomorrow morning. Sounds good. good. Have a great night. Eli feels a little guilty. (laughs) As Bertie turns, leaving the party to their own devices, you all seem to be the last remaining individuals, save for a few, standing outside the now-ravaged mansion.
I'm gonna oh. walk around a little bit, just like near where I am, and see if there's like any shiny debris on the floor. I might want to. <laughs> Go ahead and make a persuasion or a perception check for me. Uh, and that would be a fourteen. Fourteen. As you begin to look at, around at the debris, some of the windows being blown out, you do find a number of small silvery trinkets, as well as, well, based on first count, 20 beautiful shimmering golden spoons. Whoa! Wow! Jackpot! Amazing! <laughs> All right, I'll stick those in my little spoon pockets, and uh, yeah. you have a pocket for spoons. <laughs> oh, well, actually, I guess that was in that poncho, that custom poncho that I got. Oh, right. I asked them to make make me special spoon pockets. But... Want to buy some spoons? <laughs> <laughs> Right, putting it within your vast collection of spoons, ranging from wooden to iron to silver and now gold. Is there anything else y'all would like to do? Oh, I'm gonna turn in. <laughs> I go find my folks. I think we can all use another bath as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think so. Okay. Have a good night. And he'll walk away before anyone else can talk to him. But <laughs> guys, I actually think that Eli could have done that. Oh no, he seemed awfully suspicious about it. But I don't know. I don't know why he would have done something like that. Just because he didn't like his outfit, that doesn't make any sense. So maybe it wasn't him. Like to hope it wasn't. Well, if we survive all this, I'll be sure to pay him back if he did. Out of game, Chris, did you say you hope he did? No, I'd like to hope he didn't. Oh, I said I (laughs) I hope I wouldn't say did. Sorry to interrupt, Rob. Probably just even if it was, I mean, most likely it was just a something he didn't anticipate happening. Personally, I don't think it really matters at this point. We have bigger issues. You're right. We're all covered in vomit. Exactly. I'd like to get cleaned up now. Okay. (laughs) Make my way to the bath. (laughs) Um, Alara will go back to her room and she will shower or bath or whatever. (laughs) Clean off. And then she will um, get changed and go to Lucy's room. Okay. As you make your way down a hallway, seemingly the party, the only individuals inhabiting this mansion now, you find yourself outside of Lucy's door. Trying to make a knocking noise. (laughs) Come in. Hi, it's me. Hello. I can see that. 
Um, I, um, just wanted to say hi. Um, also, um, I was thinking, so we were having like a really nice moment and then, you know, there was a giant tornado. Um, and that was really gross and that kind of ruined that. And also everyone was just staring at us and, um, I don't know. I was just thinking since this is probably like one of our last nights, really just us two, it would be nice maybe if, well, would you like to dance? (laughs) (laughs) Would you like to dance with me here? Just us two? Unorthodox, but um, yeah, I think that'd be fun. I, sh- I showered. Uh, that's good. <laughs> Lucille close the door um, once she comes inside. And cast a minor illusion to start playing some music. I can dance. Oh. <clears throat> this is this is really nice. You know, I was just I was just thinking. Um, I don't know what's going to happen in the next few days or, or weeks or however long this takes, but it's really nice to know that this moment will always, will always be ours. It's forever in time now, right now. It's so crazy to me how you managed to both perplex me but make me feel comfortable at the same time. Why do I perplex you? I don't know. It, I think just your mannerisms and just optimism in the face of all of this stuff. Looking back, I mean, my life before I moved is small potatoes in comparison to what we're dealing with now. And I didn't have anywhere near your outlook on life, I guess. But it's comforting. I'm glad. I'm glad that you're comforted. I mean, I don't... I try and be positive because why be sad when you can make a choice to be happy? Um, but I mean, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I'm a little scared to be honest. I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to make it out of this. I think that there's going to be a price. I don't know what it's going to be, but I was thinking about it. I don't think it's going to be you, which is good, which makes me feel good because I think that all the other times we lost and this is the time we're going to win and you're what's different. I, I've been struggling to understand what that means, but if I be a little selfish here, the last person I want to lose is you. So you just make sure to stay next to me, right? 
In fact, I don't think I should let you out of my sight. Should probably stay here tonight. Really? I was thinking, I was thinking it could be kind of fun. Maybe we could have, um, a a sleepover. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Or just a regular sleepover, whatever you're comfortable with. Just see what happens. (laughs) Fade to black. (laughs) (laughs) As the two continue to dance away Mm -hmm. into the night. (laughs) The candles wear down before blackness envelops them. However, Lucy and Alara are not the only ones finding themselves in darkness. Oh, God. As Eli continues to make his way back to the manner to which Bruno and Dolly have been staying. Eli, as you giggle and laugh to yourself over successful prank... Your eyes begin to play tricks on you. Seemingly out of the shadows. Strange movement. And as you draw your daggers, now looking around carefully, a vision flashes before your eyes. At first, there's the utmost darkness all around you. However, as you turn and spin about, you see off in the distance the flickering of a pyre and the sounds of chains. Instinctively, you begin to make your way towards it. And as you approach, the closer you get, the sound of wailing is heard as the chains grow louder and louder. As you come closer and closer to the pyre, you now take note that it is in fact two braziers, both alight on either side of what looked like a large black throne. The wailing comes from two individuals chained, naked, to either sides of the throne. And as you look upwards towards who is seated on the throne, starting at the bottom, you see the sight of two large hooves Connecting to a red leg. Leathery skin on this individual that seems to tower over top of you. Continuing your view upward, you now see the two black wings like that of a bat that stretches from the back of this individual. 
And as you face the creature face to face, not of that of any man you've ever seen, but a long goat face with horns that pull off from the sides, bending outwards. The figure leans forward. <laughs> So, you are death's new champion. You let these people go right now. (laughs) Why would I do that? Because it's cruel and unnecessary. Ah, but Eli... You know as well as I do how much fun cruelty can be. Are you talking to me like you know me? I know you quite well, halfling. I've been watching for some time. Is that so? And you think I enjoy being cruel? You're still young, but all paths lead to yes. And I'd say you don't know jack shit. He leans back in his chair. He looks at his nails, long and rugged, serrated like that of steak knife blades. Oh, I know a few things, Eli. Such as the choice you need to make. What about it? What if I told you I could get you out of a deal? You think I'm stupid enough to cut a deal with a devil? Get out of here, pal. I got things to do. So quick to judge. I don't like cruelty. I never have and I never will. But you like death. For those who deserve it. Mm-hmm. And the bandits on the road, powerless against the mortal champions like yours, that was showing signs of mercy. They had a young girl captive. I didn't know how much time I had to think. So, I did what I felt I had to. You made a choice. Yeah. To protect. Maybe it was the wrong one. I don't think that's for you to judge. (laughs) Eli... I've been in your corner for quite some time, whether you know it or not. You can get out. I don't need somebody like you in my corner. And that is your final choice. Absolutely. Well... If you no longer need the Prince of Darkness, 
then let the light shine upon you once more. And with that, the fiery flames begin to kick up once more, now covering the entire room all around you. As you flicker out of the vision. But a voice is heard trailing off. The darkness welcomes you no more. Until the change of fate is drawn once again. You cannot use shadows to hide. All stealth checks will now be at disadvantage. And you are no longer proficient with that skill. Ouch. Damn. Oh. But guys, I said no to the devil. You should have said yes. (laughs) Imagine what you would have gotten the other way. (laughs) Man. Double advantage for stealth check. <laughs> He'll feel as he walks back, um, pretty rattled, scared, like he has not been before. Um, well, I mean, vulnerable, like he has not felt in a long time. He'll head back to where his parents are. Can I still, I will test to see if I can still summon them and stuff like that. Reaching out your hand to summon the blades. At first, it doesn't return. However, shaking off the nerves, you focus once more and the blade returns to your hand. Small comfort in that. As you make a bath, go to sleep. Sorry, go ahead. As you make your way back to the mansion to which your parents reside, you can hear in one of the other mansions that there seems to be a bit of an after party happening. As you hear the music of the bards rage onward, your sense of dread slowly begins to fade as a small smile crosses your face. And you, my friend, have received bardic inspiration. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks! (laughs) All better. Feel bad now. (laughs) Is there anything anyone else would like to do for the remainder of the evening? Ollie's just in the bath with his clothes on, confused, trying to frantically scrub everything off, (laughs) not knowing how to do laundry or take a bath properly. I'm just wishing I wasn't in the next room to Lucy's. So. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Wow. No, no I'm actually listening to what uh, Ollie told Pavo earlier. He's going to pull out this sword um, and try to just get into a deep meditation with it in his hands to see if he can try to 
try to recreate what Ollie was trying to say. And I'll, he'll do that for a good four hours before he goes to sleep. Uh, at this point, it's pretty late in the evening. So if you were to take four hours to meditate, you'd probably not get the benefit of a, a long rest. That's okay. I'll do a short rest. Okay. Oh. And out of game, there will be a bit of downtime that's coming up shortly. So just giving you a heads up on that. But if you'd like to continue, by all means. <clears throat> well, I figure there's going to be time to rest fully once we get on the ship. Okay. Fair point. Go ahead and make a... Make a religion check for me. Hmm. Neg one. Nine. Nine. As you sit in meditation, closing your eyes and focusing, you remain in that state for two hours, focusing on the blade itself. And unfortunately, you don't feel any closer to the blade at this point. Would you like to continue? Mm, after two hours, I'll give it two more hours, yeah. Okay. Roll another religion check for me. Pavo, Pavo. Changing dice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. A little better. Uh, Twelve. Twelve. As you continue focusing, you close your eyes. When you begin to feel a little bit of heat now kicking up around you, as you open your eyes slightly looking down at the blade, you see that it has instinctively begin to produce flames off of its edges. The heat now getting closer and closer as the flames flicker closer to your feathers. Closing your eyes once more, you focus even harder. And as you do, a vision begins to overtake you while deep in this trance-like meditative state. You find yourself once again standing in the previous Master of the Sword's tomb, directly in the center of the platform with the strange markings all around you, this time completely alone. Instinctively, you feel the need to train. And as you pull the sword out, you do just that. As you continue to train, you can hear the bubbling of the turmoil of the lava that resides down in the pits below you. Louder and louder it gets as the bubbling becomes more and more violent the faster and faster that you move. 
And yet, you continue to train. The bubbling sounds now rising up closer to the platform to which you're standing on. You can now feel the heat all around you once more. And yet, you continue to train. And as you swing the sword for the final swipes, the magma begins to burst from the sides of you, jettisoning up towards the ceiling. And in that moment, you stop. Looking down towards the blamed, you hold it out in front of you. You take note of a small orange ember. Now that now seems to be a light directly at the tip. The orange flame seems to pull itself down towards the hilt. As it does, you can feel the metal beneath your palms now heating to to a temperature you've never felt this close before. The grips of the hilt now burning into your hands, and yet you do not let go. The blade and the hilt now completely in an amber glow. You can smell the palm of your hands burning as your skin begins to fuse with the hilt itself. But you fear no pain in that moment. Holding the sword now upright directly in front of you, you watch as a golden light begins to glow over top of the orange ember. The light now starting to take form as two wings of light spread out from the dag from the blade itself the blade begins to twist and turn no longer the steady steel you know it as as it begins to coil around as the blade's tip now tips down towards you you watch as it expands directly at the tip and what look like two jaws begin to open up directly in front of you. Holding the blade outward. No longer that resembles that of a sword at all. But that of a winged hooded cobra spitting at you in anger, viciously. Mm -mm. As you stare the cobra directly in its eyes, it bears its fangs towards you once more. You do not flinch. Suddenly, the cobra lunges towards you, finding its target directly in the center of your chest. You feel the pain as it begins to gnaw and burrow into your chest. 
it pulls itself inside of you as you try and hold back with the hilt. But closer its guards get to your chest. And just as those guards hit the edges of your pecs, you're shocked awake out of your trance. Eyes wide, you look down towards the blade once more, still sitting in front of you. The flames have now died down. Lifting up the blade, you look it over. And the blade has not changed. But something inside of you has. You've heard of this before at your monastery, but never experienced it yourself. A knowledge springs forth from your minds that was not there previously. As you've now been gifted the fiery elemental of the way of the four elements, now able to perform two of their feats, the fangs of the fiery snake and the flames of the phoenix. Pavel checks himself to see if he's like burned in any way looking yourself over no holes no bite marks or flames Pavel feeling a little bit of exhaustion now just wants, just stares at the the sword, grips it even tighter, and basically gives a bow out of respect for his ancestors and everybody who's come before him that wields it. Feeling much honored to be able to be chosen by it. And with that, he will put it gently away and try to get some sleep. Okay. With that, you find rest for the evening, Pavo. As do the rest of you. Save for Ollie, who's still a little confused on how to do laundry. It's a damp shame. Oh my god. <laughs> Boo! <laughs> Take him out of the call. I say it every week. I just flop my clothing on the on the windowsill and kind of close the window to hopefully hope that hope hope that stays in place and doesn't get blown away. And then I'll crawl into bed all naked and cold. <laughs> it's a pleasant description and way to go to bed, Holly. The next thing you all hear is the sounds of birds chirping in the morning. 
as the sun beats through the window of each one of your rooms. Pavo, you awake feeling somewhat refreshed, but still a little curious of the night before. Ollie, you awake now warm and dry. Looking over, you do take note that your clothes are luckily still there. <laughs> oh, thank God. <laughs> Tricks, you I'll awake go, yeah. in your room. And as you sit up, as you typically do, wiping your eyes and a little bit of drool off the sides. Eli, you wake up with the sounds of Ellis jumping on her bed beside you. And Alara and Lucy, you awake in Lucy's room in each other's arms. Hey. <laughs> Morning. Oh God, did we miss the ship? I don't, I don't know. I don't think so. But we, uh, sh we could go. We should go get everybody. Oh, he like lays back down. <laughs> oh, did we have to leave so early? It's okay. You can sleep on the ship. It's fine. It's going to take a while to get there. Yeah. How'd you sleep? Pretty good. I can't complain. Good. What about you? Like a baby. Oh. <laughs> okay. Is it weird that I feel like I did just wake up? <laughs> like in real life? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Your acting game is uh, brought to the next level. Method. Okay, we should go get everybody. Okay, okay. I'm getting up. It's uh, then that you notice as Lucy gets up and walks out of the bed that his markings go further than you think they did. And in fact, wrap around his shoulder blade and down to just the top of his butt crack. Right. <laughs> With an extra good. small little unicorn just above it. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> I like your tattoos or markings. Now we know what you are wearing. Gathering save us. How many times do we have to, to say, let's go get them, everyone else? <laughs> I'm, like, I'm still trying to get over the trauma of Lucy's tea stamp. <laughs> I know. <laughs> No one draw art for that, please. <laughs> As you collect your belongings, Alara, you take one last look of the room. Another fond memory made. 
eventually making your way out the front door, many of your companions are already there waiting for you. And as you look around, you can see more and more individuals now making their way down to the dockside. Some carrying makeshift weapons and armor. Others saying goodbye to their loved ones. And the reality of the situation now becomes much more real. Eli. Awakening in your room, finding Ellis jumping on the bed next to you. You get up, give your sister a hug before walking out the door. And taking notes that your parents are also now packing up. Great guys going. You didn't think you were going to do this alone, did you, kid? Yeah, I did, actually. I was going to take care of Ellis. We've made arrangements. No. Is she there? She's still in the room. So she's upstairs? Yeah. I don't want her to go through what I went through. You guys have to stay. Not your choice, kiddo. I think this time it should be. I didn't have a choice last time. If there's something that I can do for my sister. Your sister's going to be fine. She's not going to be anywhere near the battlefield. That's my point. She's going to be by herself. And... No. If... She won't be with who matters. And I know how that feels. She'll be with me. Is that his mom? <laughs> yes. So you're hanging back, Mom? Your father and I discussed it, and... We'll do this all as a family in one way or another. We're all going. I'll stay on the ship with your sister. Okay. As long as you're out of harm's way. Uh, she's tough enough. Not to worry about her. Oh, I know. Well, thanks. That means a lot. Yeah, it's about time you see your old man in action anyway. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, I could teach you a thing or two. Any kind of right. shadow boxes you real closely. All right, take it easy, Dad. Don't, don't give yourself a hernia. <laughs> don't worry about hernias. <laughs> it's, the, it's the enemies who need to worry about good old thunder and lightning. <laughs> okay. Take it easy. Take it easy. Save some for them. Well... I guess uh, I was worried I was going to have to say goodbye to you guys today. This feels a lot better. We spent more than enough time apart, kiddo. Agreed. Whatever happens next, we'll do it together. Thanks, Dad. 
And I'll give him like one of those man hugs. <laughs> I don't know, you know where they one like those man they, like, hugs? Oh, you mean like a hug? Do, like, yeah. No, it's like it's distinctly masculine, I would say. It's where they would like grab hands and then do like a back clap. There you go, see? There, okay. yes, one of those. <laughs> Next time I see you, I'm giving you a, a quote-unquote man hug to break the stigma. <laughs> a distinctive one. Yeah. Yeah. Respectfully, of course. Slap on the back. <laughs> oh, Eli's dad's like a level 20 fighter. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's go meet the crew. Let's get out of here. Gathering your things, you begin to make your way outside of the manor. Now seeing just a few doors down, your companion standing out front, you also get a view of many of the townspeople now making their way down. Looks of fear on some of their faces, others excited, while others unsure what to make of the entire situation. Ollie has a frown on his face as he's standing in his wrinkled, slightly damp clothing. <laughs> Ollie, what happened to your clothes? I don't know. I thought you can just clean yourself and your clothing at the same time, but I'm not sure if I used the shampoo or the conditioner on the robe. Oh. Oh, no. Yeah. And I wasn't sure how to dry it, so I hang, hung it in the, the windowsill, and it just didn't work out. <laughs> I, I, I got you, buddy. Lucy will raise his hands, will cast shape water to pull the moisture, <laughs> and then press digitation to iron out the wrinkles. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Now you look like a million bucks. There you are. That looks so good. Thank you. But I could have used that last night. <laughs> I was otherwise um, busy. Mm. Busy? What can you have possibly been doing last night? Didn't we all just go to bed? Yep. Yeah. I was busy sleeping. Oh. Well, I hope everyone had a nice busy night. <laughs> <laughs> well said. As you begin to make your way down to the docks, suddenly you hear a small voice coming from behind you. Oh, wait for me, guys. I'm coming with you. Oh, you my God. Around, you see a little tiny squirrel. Oh. Oh. <laughs> with orange fur and some black streaks. A strange, almost lit sigil on his forehead. And with a poof, transforming out of wild shape, Ash, the tabaxi druid now stands beside you. Oh. 
<laughs> I was like, who the fuck is this squirrel? <laughs> yeah. like, I don't remember anybody in our past like this. <laughs> okay. Sorry, guys. I got really scared of the Farnado and ran off into the forest by myself. Oh, my God. He's going to kill you. Kill you. <laughs> That's all Are right. Are you the gosh. little creature we saw fly off? Yes. <laughs> I went to go save the baby. baby. <laughs> oh, it wasn't. <laughs> yelled. I was yelling about their children. My child. No, that was that was me. I just oh. I sound like a woman sometimes. Okay. <laughs> Especially okay, when I'm really scared. Can, I'll be brave. <laughs> what can I say? I'm a bit of a scaredy cat. Oh. <laughs> I'm sorry, Swiss. Oh, yeah. gosh. No one tell him. No one tell him this happened. <laughs> I think you should stay in the squirrel form. It really suits you. Why don't you sit up here beside Spike? Really? I thought it was a little nutty, but okay. I don't mind turning back. Awesome. <laughs> As he Over converts here, pal. back down to squirrel form and hops up onto your shoulder. Noise. At that point, you all begin to make your way down to the docks. Looking one last time at Alcor's Memorial Garden. Seeing yourselves once again in the magical imagery of your fight against the Black Knight. As you make it to the main roads, Again, more and more individuals now compiling and gathering, making their way down to the docks. None really take note of you the way that they have in the past. They seem to be preoccupied with the destination. As you finally make it down to the docks, you can see that they've set up the ship as it's lowered itself directly down into the water. Large ramps going from the edges of the docks now leading up to, whoops, leading up to various openings within the ship. As one by one, the town folk continue to board. And as you begin to make your way towards the ramp, you see just standing off to the side, just outside of the dockmaster's hut, on a small balcony, Bobicus stands there, overseeing everything. How are you feeling there, Bobicus? It's been a while since I've walked to war. Last night was a bit of a doozy, but this, this is something else. It's nothing sobers you up quite as much as a uh... Potential death. Uh, wasn't that probably wasn't the right thing to say, was it? No. 
It's a little. fight for everything. It's yeah. important. It's an important thing. Sorry, my head's somewhere else right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, get your head in the game, boy. You lead these people now. And they're good people. Their lives are in your hands. Use your words and your choices wisely. Well, are we about ready to set off? I'm so. ready. We'll see you aboard then. Abacus looks out onto the distance and continues surveying as he rests on a large warhammer off to his own, just on his shoulder or off his shoulder. And with that, you begin to board with the rest of the passengers onto the ship. As the morning light of the seaside port disappears from view. And that's where we're going to take a quick break for the evening. The end game is real. It's real. It's here. It is happening. Yeah, such a quick flip of the switch from fart NATO to off to war. You hear a little drummer boy in the background. Pavo like. <laughs> <laughs> recognizes that look from Lucy. <laughs> <laughs> As always, guys, uh, we're just going to take a, a very quick bio break. So, hey, go get some more refreshments. Go get your uh, beer juice, your water juice, your sleepover juice. <laughs> of course, as always, if you have any questions, go drop them down in chat. We take a couple while we're on break. So if you have any questions about myself, the cast, the entire episodes, the life universe it, within it stuff whatever the case is go put them down in chat now uh and aside from that we will be back in a few short moments don't forget we are doing our giveaway use exclamation point roll uh and you could win yourself a gift card over at the uh, mithril armory shop they've got some very cool stuff in there including the wonderful sketch dice if you didn't get some uh, this time you can get yourself some now we will be returning yeah. in what Oh. We have a poll to do and a dice to roll. Oh, yeah, we got... Uh, uh -huh. I forgot to do all those things. We're going to be doing a poll. Um, it will be happening over break. And I'm going to go ahead and roll to see who our next victim... I mean, um, uh, who our next voluntold is going to be. I'm rolling. <laughs> My money's on D. <laughs> okay. And it looks like Chris is going to be the next Ooh. up. This will be the next for the careful creations. Uh, we'll go ahead and get a poll up shortly so you guys can go ahead and vote on exactly what Ollie is going to be creating us for next week. But with Ooh. that said, stick around. We will be back shortly. Um, and otherwise, stay tuned. We'll be right back. And we are back, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Ooh, frames, please. Uh, before we continue onward, uh, quick thank you to our friends Zana Banana for the three months at Tier 1. Thank you so much for that, my friend. And 
wild magic dropping 10 gifted subs. That's a that's a straight TNF, my friend. 10 new friends. Thank you kindly for that. Uh, as well as B-Town, thank you for the gifted sub towards Board Zero. Hopefully you enjoy all those emotes as much as I see you're enjoying them already. Uh, as well, we did come up with what our next careful creation is going to be. It is now Facebook, Facebook official. Uh, Ollie will be creating a vehicle of some kind, whether it be... And we're going to make it a little bit uh, more of a variety for him. It can be a vehicle. It can be a water vehicle. It can be a mount. It can be your friend. Whatever you want it to be. Whatever you mm. would ride. Mm. <laughs> okay. And no questions on chat, so let's go ahead and jump back into tonight's episode. As you begin to board the vessel, it is a very different sight on the inside, as the hull of the ship now seems to be engorged with people all around. There seems to be some animosity as you hear people cry out, That's my cot! I was here first. Don't touch my stuff. It seems a bit of discord is starting to break out amongst the other members of the ship. When you hear a loud voice call out, All right, all right, everyone, calm down. Directly in the center of the room, you see a small gnomish man, Papas. Once again, trying his best to coordinate and organize the mass amount of individuals now boarding the ship. Oh, I'm glad you're all here. It's uh, it's a little hectic in here right now. If there's anything you can do to help, it would be very much appreciated. Uh, us? Well, they are your army. Oh, so true. And what an army it is. Lucy just kind of looks over it for a while. I'm nervous with what we have. Hey, this is a lot of people. This is good. It's going to sure. be okay. Yeah. I can go talk to everybody. Like one at a time or? Yeah. That'll take a while. That's oh, make an announcement. You got that energy. Use your big bird voice. <laughs> Three-year-old has dad energy. <laughs> He's seven. I like how my age keeps changing all the time. <laughs> Three, four, seven, ten. Yeah. yeah. I'm an old soul. Mm-hmm. So, uh, any anyone that can? Yeah, Paolo. Don't look at me, I'll just piss him off. I mean, that's all I'm gonna do. <laughs> all right. All right, I'll get up. <clears throat> and then, as loud as I can, wings spread out, just say, yeah. Listen! The, it's gonna uh, be uncomfortable for a while. <laughs> we need to put these petty little squabbles aside. We have much bigger things to worry about. So please calm yourselves down. Learn to work together for the short amount of time that will be inconvenienced here. 
This is not what we need to be focusing our energy on. Go ahead and make a persuasion check at advantage. Yeah. yeah. Persuasion. Another neg one. All right. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> Ten. <laughs> Ten. You seem to have caught the attention of almost everyone as your voice echoes out through the hull. They stop for a moment and look up at you. Before you hear a voice call out. What do you know, Feathers? Yeah, what does he know? And then again, the room just starts to burst out in argument. Hmm. Oh, I I guess you tried your best. Anyway, uh, Lord Presage is waiting for you up in the command room. He told me to let you know as soon as you boarded the ship again. We should go there right away. Okay. This is why I prefer my monks. <laughs> it wasn't nice that they called you feathers, Pavo. Yeah. I'll smack that one upside the head. In fact, actually, if he did that, uh, did I see who said that? Uh, make a retroactive persuasion or perception check. That I can do. <sighs> and I flipped on the bird. 26. 26. You do uh, take note of the individual that called out. A smaller man, thinner, but about middle age. Okay, I want to just walk closer to him, like directly towards him. Okay. And as I get up to him, I'll be like, I'm sorry. I didn't quite hear what you said. And as I look directly, stare down right into his face. Okay, make an intimidation check for me. Uh, oh, shoot. Not good at that uh, <laughs> Why is it all charisma stuff? <laughs> all right. Oh, not too bad. 17. Hey! 17. As you loom over the individual, he kind of cowers down and shrinks down a bit. Nothing. I was... Uh, it was more, um, I, you know, it was... Uh, I'm sorry. I'll, I'll behave. Please. This is a tough situation for everybody. Let's all keep our cool. Yes, sir. Yes, Does sir. anybody else have anything to say? A few individuals standing around now watching what's happening silently shake their head. Thank you. Now I'll turn and walk away. As you begin to walk away, you hear another voice call out from behind you. Mm. That's not bad, but could be a little bit better. <laughs> hey, you lot! Shut up! <laughs> Looking behind, you now see Betsa as she's walking through. She seems to be... Uh, people are kind of looking down at her. She's watching their faces as they do as she walks by. If she give, they give any glance toward her other than extreme obedience... You watch as she punches them as hard as she can directly in the knee. A few kind of fall over to the side. That's right. That's right. 
<laughs> They're in good favorite. hands. They're in She's good my hands. favorite. <laughs> Not, too, Not the uh, approach I would do, but... <laughs> well, sometimes you gotta get your hands dirty, monk boy. I might hurt them. That's the point. That's the point. <laughs> well, <laughs> I don't maybe, like... Maybe we don't hurt the people that are literally <laughs> laying their lives on the line for us. Maybe we just just try and persuade them a little better. Be nicer. Lead with love, right? So you want to lead a disobedient army? Let's get out of here. Versage is waiting for us. Bless your little heart, Alara. Don't you worry about this. Me and uh, Papas, you said your name was? Yes. I'll help you out with this. You too. You. Go on. Get. Do what you need to do. Hey. Yeah. Excellent. Thanks, Betsa. Yes, ma'am. Yeah. Hearing Betsa's voice in a very authoritative voice, Pavo, reminds you of your time as a young boy in the monastery. One particular nurse seemed to have been a little bit more authoritative with you. A nostalgia runs o- rolls over you, as if music to your ears. You, my friend, have been granted bardic inspiration. Nice. <laughs> nice. Thank you. <laughs> As you begin to make your way up the ship toward the command center, eventually finding yourself directly in front of the large wooden doors once again, swinging the door open, you can see a number of individuals standing around a familiar table, this time many of the council members, save for Bobicus, who seems to be making sure any scragglers are still boarding the ship. You see Birdie, Sangorn, Lady Vander, as well as Lord Presage. As they all seem to be looking over something directly on the center of the table, they all take note of you as you walk in. I see you've returned. Very good. There's much to be discussed. Please come join us as Presage motions you to join him them at the table. As you walk over, you now see a large map of Qatar spread out over top of the table. You see little almost chess pieces, a number of them spread out directly around what you've known or heard of as the discarded lands to the northwest where you know that Thule's tomb lies. The scouts have informed us that this is the location that the army of Boku has been headed to. We are trying to figure out the best vantage points for all of us. From what I've been told of, from Birdie here, you will always be you will all be acting as commanders of your own platoons throughout this battle. Each one of 
the dignitaries here will be psychically linked to you. They will take your commands directly, allowing you to still battle while commanding from afar. A lot of responsibility. Mm-hmm. I would hope the champions would have it in them to command as well as fight. If this is not something that you're up for, then I can leave the lead the troops from up here. No, we'll do it. These are our people in our fight. Very good. If that's the case, there's a few more dockings that need to happen, but where are we off to next? Look at Pavel. That would be to the monastery on top of the hill. That way we can collect the monks of the Eternal Sun. Very good. Based on what I'm seeing here, that's going to be about a day's, day's travel to get us there. Now, we didn't think it was going to take as long as it did with you down in Trellis, so we should move post-haste. We do have one other stop to make before we make it to the discarded lands. Where's what that? What stop would that be? The monastery? We'll be stopping closer to the mines. Okay, for what? There are a number of warforged there. Some specifically made for warfare. I believe what Ollie had told me, there was some security warforged there that caused you trouble. Just a bit? Yeah. I think it best that they join us then. Agreed. You might need to um, somehow convey that we are not their enemy. They might still be on the lookout for us. Yes, I've already spoken with the new commanding officer there. He's in full understanding of what needs to be done here. Okay, great. Now, we do still have some planning to do. You're welcome to join us, or if there's anything else you need to accomplish while we travel, you're free to do so. Alright. There's a few things I'd like to do on this ship, um, but I'll reconvene here once I'm done. Given your inexperience with warfare, no offense to any of you, I think that might be the best that you leave it to those who understand the strategy of something like this. Okay. Just keep us updated. Yes, of course we will. Well, like I said, you have about a day's travel. We'll keep you informed and call for you if anything arises. Okay. Thanks. Thank you, Father. 
And of course, feel free to continue to use the rooms that were designated to you. It's nice. Thank you. Thanks. Yes, very well. Where were we? As he turns back to the group, they look back down at the maps. So with that said, you have about a days of downtime. What would everyone like to do? We'll start at the... Uh, we'll start at the bottom this time. Ollie. Um, I would like to go to the medical quarters and, and uh, discuss some things with the person in charge around there. Okay. As you make your way back down to the second floor of the ship, easily remembering where the various wards are, you find the medical office without any issue. As you enter into the room, you find yourself in what you would consider that of a medical room. Many sterilized-looking things, everything put away proper in its place. Many cots with white, fresh linens laid out on top of it. And a number of nursing staff that seem to be frantically, well, not frantically, but with intent, walking around, getting things set up for what's to come. I'm going to just approach one of the staff and be like, excuse me, um, would you be able to tell me who's in charge of this facility? Uh, yes, that's, uh, that would be Lady uh, Rendelia. She, you can find her at the back office. She points to a Thank door on the much. other side of the room. Thank you, and I'll head towards the office and knock on the door. After knocking, you hear a voice ring out. Yes, come in. All right. Hello, Lady Rendaria. Yes, it's Redalia. Redalia is my first Redalia. name. Feel free oh, to use it. That. Or if you wish to be more formal, it's Ladies in Greek. Right, ladies in Greek. Um, uh, I am Oliver Presage. Yes, I know who you are. Is there Good. a medical issue that you need looked after? Um, no, not at the current moment, but uh, we are heading into a bit of a war, and I figured... I... I don't want to be too uh, confident in my abilities, although it is good for a, a healer to be confident, but I know that someone like you that is in the position you are would probably have a lot to teach someone like me. I'm sorry, I don't necessarily understand what you're asking. Are you looking for training in the medical arts? Perhaps, and a bit of advice, you see, you oversee this medical ward, and you are probably dictating to others what they should do, and as well as healing yourself, but you're also commanding all the people within this medical facility, and I was hoping that you might give me advice, because I'm going to have to command an army of my own, and I won't be there in person. I'm going to have to tell somebody through psychic energy 
what to do if there's a medical emergency on the battlefield. That's uh, quite a loaded question, Oliver. Your best bet is there will be individuals there. Uh, Many of them will be wearing white tunics or flags on their arms if they there is anyone you see or hear of that has been hurt and need medical attention you should tell them to seek them out if you're not able to and also I've been journeying for a while now and before all my training had been from books uh, very little practical training and throughout my travels, I've had a, a bit of misfortune, to say the least. Um, I've lost some people. Some people I've lost where I was completely um, in a position where I probably could have helped them. And then other people, I, I just wasn't there for and I feel like my instincts in battle is to jump up front and and take the beating for them but then I'm not there when they actually need me in in the last case I was knocked out and I lost a companion that had been with us from the beginning and well I guess what I'm asking is how do you cope with that I I'm worried that I'm going to lose more people along the way and I won't be able to handle the loss I just can't believe that there's a scenario where I lose someone and I couldn't have done something I think I understand what you're asking please Close the door. Come sit. And she motions towards a chair in front of her desk. Yeah. I'll sit down. Oliver, I once stood where you stand today. I, too, have lost those that I love. It's ironic that we fear death so when grief itself can also cause fear, what I believe you are describing to me. And no grief is stronger than what we lose. But a wise woman once told me, what we once enjoyed and cared deeply for is that which we can never truly lose for all that we love deeply becomes a part of us the truth Ollie is that in the end we all move on from mortality however one should not aspire to live forever the true purpose if you ask me of what this life is for is to create something that will. While I may not know the full tale, 
Many speak of you and your friends' accomplishes, accomplishments. It's not a small feat, even for a single lifetime. And that's where I, and hopefully you, can find your solace, Ollie. For no matter where they go or what they do, the bonds that you have created will last forever. Regardless if you can save them in this lifetime or not. Do your best. It's all anyone can ever ask of you. That is what healers face. This is the reality and our truth. Stand high. And remember those that you have saved. Mourn those that you've lost. And know in your heart of hearts that wherever you go, your intent is good. Just thank you. That helps this. I wish so many people didn't have to put their lives on the line to help us, but I mean, we do need all the hands we can get, and I just, I know I can't save them all, but I will do my best. Like I said, save those that you can, mourn those that you can't. I will do everything in my power, as I have been, and I need to give myself that credit for. But I will learn from my past experiences, and I'll make sure that I do my best, and that everyone around me knows that, and that I'm not going to let them down, not while I still breathe. And keep fighting the good fight, Oliver. We're all here with you. It doesn't take much to fight, but it takes more to heal. Both yourself and others. Thank you so much. My I door is my... always open for you, Ollie. I knew my father would hire only the best people, especially for this position. Many thanks. Is there anything else I can do for you otherwise? Um, well, while I'm here, I mean, maybe you can teach me a thing or two about mending wounds. I mean, my spells are great, but when I'm exhausted from casting spells, I could use some practical training as well. I don't see why that would be an issue. I have a bit of time. She turns around behind her desk and reaches for what looks like a large book. 
You can see it is very well kept, although very old. She puts it down on the table. This is something that my mentor had given to me, and hers before her. It outlines non-magical healing techniques. If you'd like, you're welcome to use my office and read it. Thank you. I, I'm, I'll take you up on that. I have a day to spend, and I can't think of a better way to spend it. Very good. Well, my office is yours. Uh, well, technically it is your family's, but I think you know what I mean. If you need I me do, for anything, there's still a few things that I need to prepare within the medical ward. I'll be right outside the door if you need me. Thank you so much. Don't let me keep you from your work. You're doing a good job. Yes, of course. Well, with that, I will leave you to it as she stands up, pushing her chair back before she gets up. I stand up out of politeness as well, just as she leaves. As you stand and she walks by you, she smiles and puts her hand on your shoulder. You're a good man, Oliver. Your father would be proud. That means a lot. Thank you. Now, get to your studies. As she smooth, smooths off of her robes and walks out the door, closing it behind her. Right. Pavo, what would you like to do with your downtime? Pavo is going to work his way back down to the lower levels of the training rooms to continue working working out and honing his skills. Okay. With a day's effort, you find a number of individuals now down in the training area, many of them being trained now by the same general who had previously fought with you and Eli. Most of them not even knowing really how to hold a sword the right way. But as you watch onward, you take comfort in the fact that there seems to be such a knowledgeable individual guiding them and leading them. You continue to train alongside of them for a while. Then moving on to your own techniques. You focus on air combat. Many watching you from below. They're in awe in how you move. So fast, so nimble, but with such intent. Do you spend the entirety of the day training? I will spend the majority of the day training on my own. And then once I feel I have fulfilled a, that inner desire to where I feel I have done a good job, I will then offer my assistance to the general to help anybody one-on-one -on -one or whoever wants to 
train and give my assistance on helping them train for fighting as well, too. Okay. Roll a d20 for me. Seven. Sorry, what did you say? Seven. Seven. You spend the time training the best that you can. However, you feel that you've reached the peak of your physicality. You don't feel any additional training could do any more for you, here at least. And so you turn towards those who do need it. Tricks. What would you like to do with your day? Um, actually, okay, a couple little things. One is that I just want to pack up some supplies, make sure, see if I can find maybe some, like, first aid stuff, maybe some extra food that I can get in my bag, maybe put on some extra socks, because I feel like your feet get bad, probably. Um, and then, like, also pack some extra socks. Make sure that, you know, I don't know, you're running around, right? Maybe it's gonna be cold, maybe it's gonna be hot, maybe my shoes are gonna fall off, I don't know. Um, so, pack all that, <laughs> make sure I have everything I need. Um, and then, uh, go to the library again, and see if I can gain any last-minute wisdom. Of course. As you search around the ship, you find the items that you're looking for. A number of medical wraps, as well as some vials that seem to have different ointments in it. Not necessarily magical or potions in any sense, but nonetheless, things that might be able to stabilize someone on the battlefield. Aside from that, you look around for a pair of socks that might fit your hooved feet. You do happen across one large pair that seem to be very large and very fuzzy. But unfortunately, you can't find too many more similar socks. Okay, that's all right. Packing your bag with the medical supplies, your newfound socks, and a few rations that you seem to find from the kitchen, you make your way back to the library. Is there a particular subject that you'd like to study? Um... Just... Ooh, maybe like... Battle tactics? Sorry, can you say that again? Like, battle tactics? Battle tactics, of course. You spend the remainder of the day within the library after speaking with the librarian. You do find a particular book on battle tactics. It expresses, or it explains, through the history of some warfare, the various strategies that you can use while on the battlefield. Go ahead and roll a d20 for me, Trix. 
Oh, that's a 14 again. 14. Closer to the back of the book, it speaks a little bit more of modern warfare. It talks more about a familiar subject to you, firearms. It explains exactly how to handle a firearm when in the middle of a bloody combat, quickly being able to reload, how to focus your intentions more, holding your breath before taking your shot. And as you close up the book for the day, you receive three additional grit points. Amazing. Still don't know what that means, but awesome. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then also, like, it, at the end of the day or something, at some point, if there's a time when we all are in the same area, mm -hmm. I just want to... You want to, sorry, talk? Yeah, just like tell everyone. Okay, fair enough. If that's the case, then we'll wait till the end of the day before that happens. Also, welcome in, Raiders. With that said, Hi, Eli, Raiders. What Eli. would you like to do with your last day? Uh, I would like to go down to the forge to see if somebody can craft me some dragon scale armor. Okay. As you make your way down to the workshop, looking at the front door, you find a very strange sight. It seems that someone has burnt their hand or a handprint into the door, and then someone else seems to have covered it up, or at least tried to, in a magical attempt. <laughs> As you open the door, you hear the mumbles and grunts of a female. God damn, I have to keep making armor and swords. This is boring. I wish something better would come along. Oh, speak of the devil. How do you do there, lad? Hi, uh, nice to meet you. I'm Eli, and he'll hold his hand out. She looks down at your hands, looking at hers, now filled with dust and soot. She kind of wipes it on the side of her apron, not cleaning it off very well in any way, shape, or form, but she, before she reaches out to shake your hand... Pleasure to meet you. I'm Artificer Weirill. What can I do for you? Oh, I don't know. I hate to be a bother, since it doesn't seem like you're in the mood for crafting armor, but I had some dragon scale. Immediately, her eyes and ears perk up. Dragon scale, you say? I'm tired of the mundane... What you have is special. What type well, of armor are you looking for? Uh, something light that I can sneak around in. Uh, but durable, like a good balance. 
that makes any sense. I need to be able to move around. But take kits too. Leave what you have here. It will take me a little while, probably all the way up to the point of the battle, but I might be able to put something together for you. I'd sure appreciate it. And he'll take out the bag of folding, which is where he has all the dragon scale, and dump everything he has, which, if you give me a second, I can find out how much I had. Okay. But maybe you can come back to me about that. Absolutely. <laughs> Do some searching. <laughs> Not a problem. I go into my mind palace. <laughs> As you rummage through the bag of holding, trying to pull out the scales that you've accumulated, Lucy, what would you like to do with your last day? Firstly, I don't like the way you're saying last day. I was Secondly, that. oh my gosh. The first thing he would do is go to the forge to see if his uh, focus is ready. Okay. As you make your way down to uh, the forge, you hear Wiro in the middle of conversation with someone. And as you open the door, you now see Eli about shoulders deep into his bag of holding, periodically throwing out some random things. I know I left it in somewhere. Sorry? Half plate. Half plate worth of scales. Suddenly he jettisons up from the bag of holding, now holding an armful of white dragon scales as he plops it down, proclaiming half plate. Am I interrupting? I'm just having some armor made. Ah. Well, dragon uh, scale. <laughs> I was here first. Um, <laughs> did you have my focus ready by chance? You're lucky enough that I do. Excellent. Wait right here for a moment, please, as she uh, walks to a room behind the workshop. A few moments pass as the two of you kind of just stand next to each other. It's a little awkward as you're just kind of standing there for a minute. Not much to say to one another. I know what you did. I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Before the artificer, Weirill returns. She's holding a small wooden box. I believe this is what you're looking for, as she hands it over to you. As you open up the small hatch, looking down, you see your vial. However, it's slightly changed. As you hold it up by its chain, you look at its interior, seeing the blood that you had included within there before. Inside, there's mixed within the blood, you see a pearlescent streak of gold and blue and magenta. The small cloud-like splash of these iridescent colors seem to hold together like a cloud as it swirls around the vial, like a storm cloud in high winds. 
that little doozy there, well, that's specifically meant for you. This should enhance your sorcery magics. While you're wearing the vial, you can use it to heighten your abilities with your metamagics, giving you a new way to twist your spells. Oh. Lucy, you can go ahead and add another metamagic type. Ooh. Okay. Thank you very much. Uh, I can see you're very busy, so I'll leave you two to it. Hey, Lucy. And you said you wanted half plate. Well, looks like there might be enough here. I might have to make a few modifications, but like I said, leave it with me. I'll see what I can do for you. All right, sounds good. Thanks. Mm, my pleasure. You got me out uh, of boredom. Fun. All right, get out. All right, see you later. <laughs> As you leave the room with the door behind, closing the door behind you, is there anything else you'd like to do with your day, Eli? Mm, I don't think so. I feel like uh, maybe spend a little bit of time on his own. He's feeling very insecure about those daggers, so maybe train a little bit with them just to make sure he's still got it. Okay. You head down to the training. Do you want to head down to the training arena or somewhere a little bit more yeah. private? Okay. Ooh, actually, somewhere a little bit more private. Okay. As you search around the ship, you eventually find a small cargo hold. There doesn't seem to be anyone else within the confines at this point. You're free to train there? Yeah, he's just doing very basic things. Like he he doesn't trust them anymore. He feels like he's losing grip on them. So it would be like tossing them up on a ledge, seeing if he can still um, teleport, trying the shadow step charge, seeing what works and what doesn't work and what feels different. Okay. As you continue to train onward, there doesn't seem to be any difference. For some reason, it's taking a little bit longer to summon the daggers and move around with them. Unsure exactly what that means. You continue to train. Okay, I got one more thing I wanna do, but it'll be later. Okay. That's it. All right. Lucy, as you leave the Artificer shop, you head back up to the main level of the deck. What else would you like to do for the day? It's actually going to go to his room for a bit and try to summon one of the others, Lucy's consciousnesses. Okay. Who are you summoning? Specifically, Lucina, the paladin, Lucy. Okay. As you close your eyes and focus, 
you feel her presence once again enter into your mind. How goes the day, soldier? Uh, everything appears to be going relatively according to plan so far. But I thought it might be beneficial to have a conversation with someone with a little more experience in these matters. I'd be happy to assist where I can. What did you have in mind? Well, advice, mostly. It's all becoming very real. And keep being told that I'm meant to be some kind of missing link in all this, and it seems almost like people are expecting me to do something, but I don't know what to do. I'm not sure if you can relate. No, I can't. I have confidence. However, <laughs> I've had squires like you in the past. Those who wish to go from warrior to leader. And every time I've trained one, I tell them the same things. You can train for as long as you want. You can yell at your armies to do better. Train them as well. But if I'm to be honest, no leader truly knows what they're doing. There's no textbook behind this. You must have what you seem to lack in this moment. Confidence in your decision-making. You don't strike me as a fool. You survived this long. One way or the other. So somewhere inside you, you've made the right decisions along the way, whether consciously or subconsciously. You've relied on the people that give you strength and build you up. You see, that is the greatest power of any leader, those around them. And even if you don't exactly know what you're doing, where it might not, where it might not seem like the best idea at the time, go forward as it is. Do not hold back in any way. Step into the fight. Don't shy away from it. 
and trust your companions. I think I understand. To show doubt is to show weakness. And as a leader, to show weakness, you lose the faith of those following you. Yes. Doubt is the chink in your armor. That is where the sword will pierce. Do not let any holes be there. I understand. Thank you, Lucina. You're very welcome. Lead well. End this battle. I'll nod. And then drop the consciousness. Okay. Alara. What would you like to do with your last day? Stop it. Your very last day. <laughs> um, Alara will um, skip happily over to the uh, library. Um, and she's going to uh, sit down and uh, open up the uh, Resilient book. And uh, she's going to be trying to read through it all. Um, see if she can find anything that can help us, like loopholes or something that doesn't make sense, or um, maybe like read up on like a spell about resetting time, like what he wants to do, um, looking for things like that. Also, she particularly is interested in finding that spell that he used on her um, and also Maxin. Okay. Spending the day inside of the library, you lose yourself inside of the manifest. Halfway through the day, you see a familiar face join you at one of the tables as Trix sits down and begins to read one of her books. Hey, Trix. How's it going? Oh, you know, just trying to see uh, if there's anything about resetting time or, you know, pulling people's timelines out, stuff like that. You yeah. hear a loud shh come from the book stacks. Sorry. You shush. <laughs> Thanks, Trix. Yeah. I mean, come on. We got important business to do. That's true. That's can't be true. concerned about... Volume in the library. Quiet down, please. I won't ask again. Ignore them. Did you find anything yet? Not yet, but I haven't finished. I just started, so. Yeah. What about you? Oh, just uh, getting some information here about firearms. Nice. Found some some good good trick shots I can use. That's good. Anything that doesn't have to do with Gus is good. Yes, I agree. <laughs> yeah. Sayonara. Yeah. Okay, well, I'm going to try focusing on this 
unless there's anything specific that you want to know about time, I'd be happy to teach you. Uh, no, no, no. Yeah, mm. you go ahead. Go ahead. I, I trust you'll, uh, you'll do your best with all this time stuff. Could be the yeah. savior we need to fix all this. Oh, I don't, I don't know about that. It's going to be all of us, I think. Well, yeah, of course. Yeah. Last time I'll ask. Okay. All right, I'll see you later. Okay. As Alara dips her head back down into the book, you continue to read through the paradox of time. While most of it seems to be journal entries. You do come across a section that you find of interest that you hadn't before. A note specifically about silvered chains. You continue to read through it, only to realize hidden within the journal entry itself is the spell. Taking the time to transcribe it the best that you can, you learn the secrets of the spell known as the Astral Tethers. Yes! <laughs> yeah. All right. I need to use that. It's amazing. And as you continue onwards, you find a curious section at the back. Again, lost within the journal entry itself seems to be a spell of some kind but it's unfinished. However, you get a sense of nostalgia as you remember not too long ago performing the same spell with your mentor. Shit. That's some serious shit there. Um, can I... Am I... Can I figure out how to finish it myself? Because it's only partial, right? Correct. Can I figure out how to finish it myself? Knowing what I know from the experiment with Resilian? Lara puts her hair up in a ponytail. <laughs> Get serious now. <laughs> I'm going to say that that one is going to be a story for another day. Damn it. Damn it, Dave. Hit <laughs> <Did> that. <laughs> no, I'm not ending the episode here. Oh, okay, I was going to oh. say. <laughs> Having finished all of your daily tasks, Alara and Trix, you close up your books, 
Lucy leaving his room, your belly now rumbling. Eli a little bit more confident in utilizing the daggers, but still questioning. And Pavo getting the respect and praise of those around him for helping. Ali, you close up the book, feeling a little bit more skilled, a little bit more proficient with medicine. If you are already proficient in medicine, you can go ahead and double the proficiency. Oh, all right. Bring her. You gather once again in the mess hall, not directly with the other passengers, but on the higher levels. As you all sit down for a bite to eat. How is hey, everyone's um... day? Feels <laughs> good. No complaints. Yeah. You know, across my mind though. You never checked in with Rekmesh. Well, yeah. I could call him if you want. I have a feeling he'd want in on this. Mm-hmm. Okay. Also, I have some really exciting news. You know that crazy spell that Rosalian uses to, like, murder people? And it's not very nice? He, like, Which rips, one? Where he rips their timeline out, like the silver chain. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I learned it today. Sure. Oh. Use it on him. I might have to. Hope you do. Yeah. Accent sake. That's right. He earned it. Yeah. Okay, you want me to call Rekmesh? Yeah, I mean, they were safeguarding the champion's tomb. That means our interests sound like they're aligned. If you knew it was going down here, I think that him and his folks would want in. Okay. So I'll ask him to help us in the final battle. Yeah, maybe something about school's tomb. Demita's there? Um, yeah. I think we'd have to pick them up. Where? I'm sorry, I forget. Where no. was Rekmesh? There. He's in the. Was he in the jungle in Trellis? Right outside of Trellis. Yeah. yeah he isn't was, that he far? Was, he was pretty far. That's far from from the tomb. So I don't know if he. I don't know if he would get there. So I think we would have to go pick him up. Which we're still in Trellis, right? So no. we could just. You're far. You're far from our Trellis ways. at this point. We've done almost a full day's travel, so. I don't. It might be too late. <laughs> we fucked up. <laughs> I don't. With I don't all, know. Yeah. With all due respect to Rekmesh, I'm not sure how much help a tribe of goblins would be. Better than nothing. I don't. I don't have any way. And it's, plus, it's his fight too. I mean, you can at least relay the message, thing. and if they have another way of getting there themselves, I mean, yeah, 
You never if know. If they're resourceful, they may be able to meet us there. Okay. Why do you think goblins wouldn't be helpful, Lucy? Oh, I mean, not not helpful. Just I thought it wasn't really in the cards, but maybe maybe they have a way to show up. Time okay. is still a factor here. That was all I was concerned with. Time is always a factor. Yeah. Um, okay, uh, out of game, please, please remind me where the hell the tomb is located. In the northwest? It's just is outside. It it's, no, it's... Uh, so if you look on our map, which you should all be on. In between the First Serpent Lands and Octavo's Woodlands. Yeah. But she's asking no. where the, the tomb is. The tomb. I feel like it's in the east, right? We keep talking about the east. No, the tomb was in the west in the first serpent lands. In the first serpent lands. Okay. Okay, the tomb is in there. No. Um, what oh, you, yeah. What okay. Are you, what are you trying to figure out right now? To tell to tell Rekmesh where to meet us. So you would know that you're going to the discarded lands. Discarded lands. Okay. North. Oh yeah, see, that's I thought so you were north. That the tomb was in the discarded lands when you were talking about the northwest earlier. What? So Thule's that's, tomb yeah, is in the discarded. Sorry, tomb. I'm sorry, I misunderstood. Of the you, I thought you were talking about Ashanti's tomb. Oh no, no, Thule's tomb. I thought too. Yeah, Thule's so tomb. the the tomb is in the discarded lands. Gotcha. Okay, I will tell. I will let Rekmesh know. And okay, I'm gonna call Rekmesh. And I am going to tell Rekmesh and his friends, if they want, to meet us in the discarded lands outside of Duel's tomb. Okay? Yeah, I'm always sure. a fan of a Hail Mary. Okay. Alara waves her hand. <laughs> Hi, it's Alara. World is ending. Big war. Need help. Meet us in the discarded lands. Thule's tomb. Oh, I have so many words left. Bring everyone. Very serious. How are you? <laughs> is it very serious that you find out how he's doing <laughs> you get a response back a moment later Alara my friend not heard from in long time I am doing well Sounds dangerous, but not too dangerous for goblins. Very far journey for us, but we'll try. Well, Rekmash says that um, he's going to try. He's also doing good, so that's good. he took the news really well with barely yeah. any explanation. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah. So we'll try and get there, I guess. Yeah, we don't know how long this is gonna last either. We could be fighting for a long time. Hopefully we not. need all the help we can get. Yeah. At least a couple episodes. <laughs> guys um i just wanted to say before we do this i know that sometimes i seem like i'm distant from the group and maybe i don't show everyone how i feel which i don't really like to do being alone all this time in my life led me to not really trust people and or not really used to being with other people. But you guys have really grown on me and I trust all of you and I do actually care about all of you despite my lack of outward affection. Um, so I just thought I would give you all one of my spoons this way in case something happens, you will all remember who I was. Um, so, yeah. And then I'll just, like, pull out my spoons and <laughs> give one to everyone. <laughs> and, you know, so I'll, try to, I'll try to give, there's an extra shiny one, I'll give it to, like, Alara, you know, like, <gasps> fancier looking one. And, uh, and if there's maybe like a steel looking one, I'll give it to Ollie. And uh, probably don't have any colored spoons for Lucy, but one did show up in there, then I'll give that to him. Thank you so much, Trix. This is super thoughtful and also a very practical tool. So I thank you. You're most welcome, Ollie. So Alara what you're... Just... Go ahead, you go yeah. first. Okay, Alara will just tackle her with a big hug. <laughs> Alara so leaps over the table. <laughs> <laughs> Do my usual like accepting of the hug, but without really hugging back, half smiling. <laughs> Lucy like go really close to your face and like kind of narrow his eyes at you. You love us, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. I knew it. He pokes your nose. <laughs> Eli will give you a wink and a fist bump. Bump you back. Pavo just gives you a nod. Does Ash, the squirrel on my shoulder, have anything <laughs> that he wants to say? <laughs> Looking at the chubby little almost useless squirrel on your shoulder he says oh, gee golly guys this is such a beautiful moment I, I really wish that I I knew you all better but I feel like we're all best of friends now oh, that's probably a little fast for him <laughs> <laughs> And it was in this moment that Trix found love. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you sound exactly like yourself. <laughs> As he does this, you see the swat of a smaller but larger than the squirrel hand as Spike seems to knock Ash off of his shoulder. 
<laughs> oh, oh no. I'll kind of like, I'll go pick him up. I'll be like, sorry, buddy. Spike gets a little jealous. Then I'll let him scamper around the table, do what he wants to do. The rest of you look over to Spike as he rolls his eyes. Tell me about it. <laughs> And with oh. the dinner finishing, you begin to make your way back to your rooms. However, an announcement is called out over a loudspeaker. We request Pavo towards the command room as we are now approaching the Temple of the Eternal Sun. will quickly make my way to the command room. Thank you, okay. Downtown walk. Hey. <laughs> Pavo, as you enter into uh, the command room, it seems relatively empty. Not surprising for this time of night. However, the Lord Presage and his scribe stands next to the table. We are approaching your monastery. If you would like, we could send down a vessel along with you. That would be much appreciated. Very good. We will also come as close as we can to the mountain. It will be rather difficult, but we can send a few vessels out at the same time to gather your people. How big are these vessels? The larger ones can fit around 20 people. Okay. There should be plenty of clearing over by the small village that's at the base of the hill. If you would like to dock there. We can attempt to but I think we should be able to stay close enough to the mountain. The vessels well. should be able to bring over your people. Very well. When do we okay. arrive? Are we here now or? Not long. Okay. Pavel, leaving the command room, you make your way back to the main deck of the ship. You can see a number of the crewmen now standing by waiting for you. You can see that there's five of these large ships or vessels. Whenever you're ready, sir. Now's as good as time as any. Let's go. Boarding one of the vessels, it begins to raise off of the deck, with the others following in tow, almost tethered to the front, making its way down to your monastery. It is getting a little bit later in the day. At this point, it's most likely around 7 p.m., as the vessels dock out front in front of the training area. 
There doesn't seem to be any of the monks outside. You would typically know that they're having their dinner at this point. Um, I will exit and head straight into the the mess hall where I would assume they would be at this time. Okay. As you make your way into the mess hall, a number of them all seated at long tables at the very front of the room, you see Master Solanus. He turns his head to you as you enter the room, a number of individuals looking towards you. It isn't the risen Uh, sun. Welcome back, Pavo, as he stands from the table to address you. It's a pleasure to be back. It's good to see you all again. A number of the monks standing up and walking over towards you, some patting you on the back as you go. We did not expect you here so soon. Well, we thought we had more time, but unfortunately, I am back to call upon you all to follow me. We have... Well, we have a situation at Thul's tomb, and I will need your guys' assistance to fight off this threat. Master Solness looks around towards the other monks. Some of them have a look of confusion and worry on their face. Not to worry all. Pavo, if I might speak to you privately for a moment. Absolutely. He takes you off to a corner of the room, away from as many prying eyes as possible. What you speak of... Is this... The return. We believe so. So I hope that the funds that I left you last time have gone to good use and that the monks here are ready to go and well-trained. We have always been well-trained. And we have gathered some new equipment, however, we've spent much of the funds you gave us restoring what we could of the monastery. The rest went to the village below. Very well. But as I said in the past, if you call, we will come. And I am calling. I need every able monk that is willing and able to fight to come with me to the airships so we may be transported to the area that we're needed. My party has also assembled somewhat of an army, so unfortunately, I do believe that it will be us that will be fronting most of the burden as most of the people are not trained fighters. So we must do our absolute best to not only defeat this threat, but also protect those that are not able to do those themselves. 
So you would see the monks not fight in unison, but instead join the masses. I believe one of us is more capable than 10 or 15 of them. So therefore, if that's the best way to preserve life, but still defeat this, that might be the best way. I understand. And we must leave now. So gather everything you need, gather any other equipment. Also, back in my previous life, did I have any other gear that was left behind as a, as a relic? Not that I'm aware of, it was just the sword. Fair enough. So when you can get everybody ready, I'll meet you back at the airships. I will make announcement to the, our brothers and sisters. As he turns around, you see the entire monastery now standing on their feet. One of your brothers call out. When the sun rises, we stand. All of them seemingly knowing exactly what is meant. That they will follow you where need be. This is what we've trained for. The world depends on us. Let's show them what we're made of. Haru! <laughs> Haru, Haru, Haru. Monks, what is your profession? <laughs> oh, monks. monks assemble! <laughs> <laughs> It takes some time, roughly an hour, to get all of the gear ready and the monks onto the vessels. Each finding their own spot, roughly a hundred monks that remain after the attack on the monastery. As your vessel lifts up once again, traveling back to the airship, so do the others. As they begin to dock, they are dispersed throughout the ship, finding places for them to sleep and eat. As the final vessel docks, the ship begins to move once more. Throughout the night, it continues to travel northward. All sleep silently. Many don't sleep at all. In the middle of the night, there is a quick stop. Some looking out their port windows, only to see a vast 
amount of individuals, all made of metal, now boarding the ship. And once again, taking off and leaving. The morning comes with white light shining in from all portholes. As each of you wake, you look outside to see yourselves cresting over a large ridge. Gone are the lush lands of the jungle that you once knew. And as you look down upon the ground in front of you, you see a rock-filled desert filled with red sands, stained from the bloodshed of past battles and slain primordial dragon. The landscape itself looks alien to you, to the otherwise lush continent that you've explored. And as you travel closer to its center, you take note of a massive structure built from the same red sand and stones. The tower stabs upwards towards the heavens in a shimmering crimson like a sword freshly pierced through an enemy's back. And for the first time since arriving in the area, you s begin to see movement on the ground below, like ants swarming about protecting their anthill. But there are no ants. In fact, there's no life at all. Just hundreds and hundreds of dead soldiers swaying back and forth, waiting for their enemies to arrive. And so ends tonight's session. Yeah, that's didn't all. say it I the usual it way. He didn't say it the usual way. <laughs> Ooh. Let's get ready to rumble. Oh my gosh. <sighs> I'm still just thinking about how it's just like Lucy's just going to be commanding two people from Boku. Just like, <laughs> <laughs> Go, go. We can yeah. hear you, man. <laughs> Take out his legs. Now the other one, no. jump on him. <laughs> we will go over the mechanics of how this is all going to work in the next session. I don't even know what to say. Yeah. yeah. I, oh my this god. Is real, man. I was yep. like, we still got to pick out these guys, and this, we got some time. And it's like, fucking, there they are. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah, I thought we were picking those guys up tomorrow or next week. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, oh nope. shit, we're doing it now. Think of it. A year and a half. A year and a half, everyone. A year and a half. Wow. I'm blown away sad. that it's finally here. It's crazy to me. Yeah. Don't be sad, Jess. 
I'm very He's, sad. Don't you do Gosh. that. Listen, last episode, <laughs> we know we're all crying. Let's just get that out. We still have a few more, maybe. <laughs> Let's try not to die early, okay, guys? <laughs> Yeah, seriously. Oh well, my god. We just gosh. had our last night, so. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Your that. last day. Your last day. <laughs> I don't know how much that helps. Yeah. It's uh, weird. Yeah. It's it's so like bittersweet at the same time. Like it's really. I, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna go into detail of it. We'll save it for the wrap up show. But yeah. we do have a giveaway yeah. to 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 complete for the evening. Oh, right. This is a gift card. So I will wait for a couple moments. If anybody has not entered already, go ahead and use the command exclamation point roll in order to enter for the giveaway of a wonderful gift card from our friends over at uh, at Mithril Armory. Uh, so you can buy whatever the hell you want. Uh, the one issue or the one caveat is you have to be following along in order to do it or in order to win. Uh, so if you're not following us already, hit that button and uh, make us really, really happy. <sighs> I don't know how I feel about all this right now. I don't feel good. <laughs> I feel I feel good. I feel excited because it's like we've we've built ourselves up to this moment, literally, since we started. And here we are. And I just don't want it to end now. <laughs> I thought we'd be canceled by now. <laughs> I know, right? Oh my gosh. Boy, yeah. Oh boy. So, with that said, uh, I think we have all of the tickets in. I'm going to go ahead and close the entries for the evening. Not to worry, folks. We will be doing it again next week. With that said, drum roll, please. And the winner of tonight's giveaway, the lovely, talented, one of the most beautiful individuals I've ever met on this planet is none other than... Hey, <laughs> congratulations, Fal. Fal is the winner. I didn't even know that was going to happen, and it's so true. Amazing. Amazing. I thought he was going to give it to himself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, it's me. He, what, he hacked the system. Falbot has taken over. Uh, congratulations, Fal. Uh, get in touch with Reyna, and she will go ahead and uh, and and get all of that done for you. Uh, we are going to do a little bit of raiding this evening, so stick around, please, and thank you for the raid. Uh, it would be very, very much appreciated for that. Uh, tonight, we are going to go and see our friends over at... Uh, let's go hang out with the peeps at Art House Studios. They were in here earlier. They're streaming right now. Uh, a lovely, lovely bunch. I've had a chance to to chat with them a little bit. Good peeps, good peeps. Um, so uh, once you get over there, make sure to use the hashtag CC Love Raid because we don't do any of the hate raids around here. If one of my mods can go ahead and drop that down in chat, it would be very much appreciated. Uh, and uh, give them a follow. Make sure you uh, you show them a little bit of love uh, as much as you've shown us for the evening. Whew, I'm still I'm all freaked out right now, guys. I can't believe we're at the final battle of the campaign. This is crazy. This is just crazy. crazy. I'm at an uncomfortable level of butt sweat right now. All right. For sure. I know. I know. Butt. I just got to blow off some steam. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 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 
Well, with that said, thank you (laughs) for GF Powers. Thank you for the hundred bits. Maritime Gamers for the hundred bits. B Town for the hundred bits as well. Thank you so much, guys. Ever much appreciated. Um, and I hate to raid on a hype train, but uh, we're, we got to wrap up. We're a little bit over our time tonight. Uh, we are going to do a short little join-in session in Discord afterward if you want to come hang out with us. Uh, someone can put the Discord in the thing below. Uh, Done. Yep, already on it. Fantastic. And with that said, I will go ahead and start the raid. But as I do, I would like to remind all the adventurers out there Whether marching off to battle or finding your foes in your sights for one final hurrah, I beg of you all one word of caution. Be careful out there. You can trip. Guys, we will see you next time. Love your faces. Take care. Bye. Bye. So long.